Where's my medicine remix? Mm, drop! Drop it like it's hot. Hey, medicine remix. I love what you guys are doing. Everything is hot. From medicine remix. Medicine remix. You're listening to medicine remix. Really, I like the way you mixed. Medicine. Yo, I caught those. You thought I was going to miss those, huh? Because I've been sleeping on my anchor game. But I'm back. And you know what else? I think you inspired me to maybe take this anchor thing a little bit more serious. This was lit. Boys, awesome stuff. Great show. Awesome musical choices as always. Great song selection. And good ear, by the way, too, because you really, I thought that was dope how you picked up on it and put the music behind it. And um, it's definitely inspirational. I just found great value in this. I just wanted to call and give you props and just say thank you. Appreciate this conversation. I'm really curious as doctors, what your thought is on all this. Just would love to know the medical perspective on that. Thanks. Guys, come on, get to it. You got a job to do. Got a community waiting for your opinions. Chop, chop. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Medicine Remix only on Anchor. Bye. Fetishes, it's one of the reasons why I have such great respect for nurses. Nurses do a lot of society. Are you guys nurses? You're nurses? 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 Nurses Nurses deserve so much more respect than they get. A regular day in a nurse's life would be the worst fucking day of your entire life with the stuff they see. And I feel like they don't get credit for it, right? Because doctors get a lot of credit. Doctor, you know, like something happens, a doctor bursts in. I'm a doctor, I'm here to solve all the problems. I got a wall full of diplomas, I make a lot of money, I got a square job. Say, that guy's eyes are shitting. Nurse, get in here! Put a diaper on that guy's face. I'm gonna go fuck the other nurse in a pile of opiates. The nurse has gotta clean it up. People with fetishes, like for instance, uh, whenever you meet a nurse, where's the nurse out there? Uh, what's the craziest thing you've ever pulled out of someone's butt? Broomstick, nice, nice. Did you hear how calm and measured that answer was? Broomstick, like nothing. I always ask when I meet a nurse, like, what's it, like, uh, I was doing a show a couple weeks ago, what's the craziest thing you ever pulled out of someone's butt? And this woman goes, a light bulb, a light bulb, light bulb. What do you say to someone when you pull a light bulb out of their butt? I have an idea. Don't pull light bulbs in your butt. <laughs> you have to be very careful. You have to be very, if you're into ass play, that's fine, right? You want to put stuff in your ass, fine, fine. But you just need to be very careful, very careful. Because at a certain point in the insertion process, your butthole becomes very greedy, and all of a sudden, mine, and then gone. Mine, mine. Like the seagulls, mine. And some poor nurse has got to get in there and be like, Nemo! I was doing a show in New York and the nurses come in all shapes and sizes. There was a dude in the front row, full-on biker-looking dude, like Sons of Anarchy, leather vest, tatted up, big old beard. I go, what do you do? He goes, I'm a nurse. <laughs> so, because I'm a dumb comedian, I go, what's the craziest thing you ever pull out of someone's butt? And he goes, my fist. <laughs> <laughs> but then he did not laugh to indicate that he was joking. Ha, 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 ha.
now. But if you leave your name and number, we'll get back to you. Medicine Remixed on no other place but here on Anchor. Yo, D, it's Reesh. Sweet voicemail, man. Hit me back. Peace. For living out of business, those same things are being applied uh, in medicine to, you know, be able to diagnose something off of uh, a plane film or a CT scan or an MRI or even like a pathology slide. A machine will be able to do that like way better than a human being. So actually maybe, you know, even radiologists and pathologists are going to be out of business. But like right. when it like kind of bringing it back to what you were saying about like the RoboCop thing, I think we've had this discussion like a few times as far as like, you know, how do you how do you teach somebody how to be like emotionally intelligent? How, how do you right. do that in any kind of a training program, whether it's training a doctor or training a police officer? I feel like we don't really have a good grasp of like how to do that in people. So and at the end of the day, it's people that are teaching machines and like this whole concept of like, you know, machine learning and artificial intelligence. You know, this RoboCop would be completely just kind of sticking to uh, an algorithm and in a way I don't know like maybe you know in that situation like an emotionless machine would have responded uh better than you know this human being that was capable of emotion i I don't know i don't know how it's going to play out as far as maybe emotion is a bad thing when it comes to things like policing because we're seeing obviously just an alarming rate of of police brutality and a lot of innocent people dying before like all of our eyes like you know clearly the conversation has has been had time and time again that something needs to change because like <laughs> when you think about on the flip if this was a doctor or a surgeon like you, you know how many times like I've had to deal with patients there's one scenario that comes to mind where this guy older gentleman all of a sudden isn't able to walk and uh, basically after getting worked up they call us I'm on call and I see that there's essentially a big what looks like a hematoma like a collection of blood kind of impinging at a certain level of his uh, lumbar spine that he had like no motor function, you know, no sensation, very poor rectal tone. Everything pointed to this guy needs to go to the operating room right now. And I'll never forget it. Like the entire family was there, very tight knit family. Basically, when I said that we need to rush this guy to the operating room like now or else you know he may never walk again I feel like you know that could go one of two ways it's either like this is really serious and yes do whatever you have to do or what went down in that room which was like a lot of resistance like especially from the patient's uh, wife who was like obviously like super scared and they wouldn't sign the consent they wouldn't sign the consent if like I like reacted in a way like I don't need your fucking permission you know you're you're coming with me you know this this is we have to take care of this I would have lost my license that would have been all over the place nobody would have you know and then we we wind up seeing time and time again police officers that completely you know behaved out of protocol there was no need for basically how how it went down to use like you know force like that he could have you know, yeah. gently escorted her, you know, ma'am, I'm just going to, you know, need you to, right. to to come with me. We're just going to, we're going to have to just go down to, uh, to the police station. This is, and, uh, you know, n- not cuff her or anything like, right. you know, like it just, it just seems so unnecessary for, for the situation. And she also like, if you watch the video, like on the, she has like the administrator with some administrator in the hospital on the phone. Like yeah, yeah. telling this guy verbally, like, you know, this is my, yeah. this is my hospital or I'm, you know, the right. point person and you're making a huge mistake. Do not threaten yeah. this nurse. 
and basically is just like just shot to this guy's ego is like it, it seems For like sure. kind of what what sure. set the whole thing off but it's just crazy to me how I feel like doctors if they make a mistake that's negligent and you know they lose their license you know that's completely fine so i mean something has to has to be done just as far as you know how but that's the uh, problem yeah yeah that's the problem that's the problem uh, here's the thing and i and i I haven't, I don't have some prefab uh, response to this, so it might sound clunky, but I, I, it has to be that way. Like they can't, they can't throw these cops in jail. I mean, obviously, technically they could, but they can't because if you do, if you do, I guarantee you, people would fucking drop that job, so that, that fucking $40,000 a year job where every fucking minute you're working, if you're on the beat, you're probably worried about dying. I don't know yeah. if you've seen it. There's a, there's this one uh, uh, police cam video where it's a it's an officer walking up on some dude and he's telling him repeatedly, "Sir, please stop. Sir, take you know take your hand out. Sir, take your hand out of your jacket. Please put your hands to the side." And the fucking dude just turns around and just starts capping this cop. I'm not playing with you. Take your hands out your pocket. Take your hands out your pocket. Take your hands out your pocket. Shoot for you. Like, he gave this guy so many opportunities, and I think the reason he did was maybe because he's a good guy, but I, I guarantee you somewhere in his psyche, he knows he's got a body cam on, and that he doesn't want to use excessive force, because he doesn't want to be the next guy on the news that does something right. to somebody. So he, he probably gives this guy too many chances. Like, because to be real honest, I, when I clicked on the video, I didn't know what happened. I, I, I didn't like read an article and then watch the video. I went straight to the video. And as it's happening, I'm literally saying to myself, you're giving this dude too many chances, dude. You're give, like, step away, like, just fucking tase him. I'ma tase you, I'ma I'm tase you. Take your hands out your pocket. Take your hands out your pocket! Like, in my mind, I'm like, this guy doesn't have a good fucking compass on him. Like, I'm already feeling like it's going to be bad for the cop, not bad for the, for the dude. And he, he fucking shoots him, and it's, it's horrifying. You, the fucking cop runs back to the car, he, and he's, you know, in his car fucking bleeding, like, calling for backup. See, that's the scenario that you have to have pre-programmed in your head at every stop, dude. Every yeah. fucking stop. Like, I, if you had to approach every patient as the worst patient encounter you've ever had if you had to like out of necessity dude you'd be so on edge you'd be so on like i know i would like to the point where i was like physically like threatened in my fucking office like couldn't get to the door big dude in front of me saying he's gonna fucking kill me like if i had to approach every patient like that i'd be a completely different physician i'd, yeah. I'd, I'd i wouldn't be i wouldn't be happy with who i was i'd be stressed i'd probably quit to be real honest i'd probably quit because it would be too much i wouldn't feel like i was doing a good job and i wouldn't feel like i was getting the rewards that i like so now fast forward where you have to ask that a human being who let's be honest they're not attracting fucking mit grads to the police force mm -hmm. right so you know, they're attracting, like, you know, people who went to school, get a degree, and uh, join the workforce at a pretty low pay grade for a job that society claims is important. Right. So if you wouldn't take teachers and make them police officers and feel good about it, then we need to rethink what's happening because that's kind of what's happening. These are just, these aren't people who are bred their whole lives and, and put through all these stressful, tactical how many fat cops do you, have you seen where you're like, dude, I could outrun this fucking guy, or, and I'm like, this guy's an officer? 
like this is crazy like they should this, this, there's not enough physical training so if there isn't enough physical training you know for sure there's no emotional training and yeah and, and you know if, if the precedent is set where these cops are going to be reprimanded in that way good fucking luck dude good fucking luck because as dangerous as it is I, I agree with you. It's fucking hard, man. I watched some of that shit with these cops. Dude, it breaks my fucking heart. But at the same time, I don't know this cop. If this cop's a piece of shit and he's got a bunch of other write-ups, which a lot of times they do, it's a different animal. I think, you know, I probably feel a little more strongly about that dude should really pay a price. But a lot of times it's dude's first offenses and they're killing people. And it's like, all right, well, then can we agree then that this isn't a job for a person? Because most people can't handle that job, man. Most people yeah. cannot handle that job. And, and no, I, I, I think I agree with you. I think, I think you know, now after having uh, said what I said about the RoboCop, the whole thing with like emotion and like teaching emotion, I think maybe taking emotion out of the equation might be the answer. <laughs> you know, like that we really just do yeah. need like a mechanical like algorithm. And at the end of the day, if the robot's getting shot at and it can't, you know, die or like we don't value like artificial intelligent life in the same way right. then right. it's you know it's a win or if you have like then of course like you know raises all of these science fiction fears of like you know Terminator yeah. 2 yeah. judgment there they're gonna you know turn on people because through programmed reasoning and value you know yeah yeah, yeah. There's a. Have you seen people fucking with the like these Tesla algorithms? Because you know, like it's self-driving. But if if it's about to hit somebody and there's crowds of people on both sides, like the the algorithm panics. Have you seen it? You're talking you about know? like if the the car was like in a situation where yeah, yeah. like it was able to sense like you know run over the old lady or the baby. Right. That it knows yeah. to run over the old lady. That's what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like. That shit, because now you're becoming this omnipotent programmer, right? Like if you if you get to decide, like yeah, of course you fucking run over the baby, like that, you're like no, what the fuck are you talking about? No way, you gotta run over the, the fucking crowds of people. You gotta leave the baby stroller safe. That shit becomes like it becomes its own thing. Where like now, if you do take emotion out of it, then you become what like insurance policies are, right? Like like what a limb is worth, what a life is worth, what a you know what an yeah. eye is worth, you know and yeah, start to fa yeah, factor in like yeah. you know the person's like ability to, to to earn income and what their education level was and how much family they like that shit becomes so fucking terrifying to me. But yeah, and like you know, the likelihood that they're gonna make it out uh, in their yeah, medical, of their yeah. medical condition, you know, like this intubated yeah. patient, you know, that we know because we're quantifying like more and more and more, and we have all of this data that when yeah. you crunch the numbers, like this person has like you know less than one percent chance of living yet like we still right. have so many of those scenarios happening right now in this country where it's just like well we can't we can't pull the plug just because the numbers tell us to but like right. if the robots were running shit the machines were running shit of course that shit would just Ooh, like self-destruct you know like yeah. yeah it would just you know it would just turn <laughs> off like yeah. you know it's like okay like this is this is inefficient because like can you right. imagine if, if the human body like each cell in our body had like emotion attached to it uh, like it, it just it takes the efficiency out of it but that's what makes us human so right. it's like it's really becomes this very dicey space of like you know we're so obsessed with efficiency and quantifying ourselves and finding out how to you know be be more optimal and like you know blah 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 and then we get to a point where it's like well wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute you know like yeah. and we start to realize that yeah i mean that's exactly the moment where the robots take over <laughs> you know yeah so yeah, it's true it's a, i don't know it's a it's a it's a it's a weird thing but 
you know, I, I think part of it is allowing like the forum to, to talk about it. You know, I think that that's, you can't, you know, even my hesitation to like, you know, almost defend these cops, which of course somebody could take that if I ever run for office and be like, these guys are fucking pig, you know, defended cops and shooting people, which obviously would be out of context. But um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's important to allow like people the, the avenue to like to explore that, man. I, I haven't heard anybody in like a sane voice come out on a fucking major news network and like stick up for the cops other than like it's a very stressful job you know like like that it's, a lot of things are stressful that doesn't translate you know like a, being a doctor is stressful i'm not going to run around and shoot somebody so you know it's yeah. not but it's not uh, it's almost where you you get sort of you're almost pre-required to, to be outraged you can't take another stance on that because then you're not you're not being considerate of of the deceased or whatever but i think there's a deeper fucking there's something else there i don't know i'm not smart enough to figure that shit out but there's something else there where it's not as fucking clean as you want it to be it's just not and that i think that's the beauty of being human that it's not you know that's part of the, the uniqueness that is us i guess you know for better for worse yeah uh, i don't know man yeah it's it's uh it's definitely like a very provocative uh, polarizing kind of discussion but it's one that it's just like this, this is a real problem like this is to sure. the point where this is like you know calling it a public health issue isn't just like a, a hyperbole it's like this is like a significant amount of people are dying for no reason every year because of uh, something very real that you know yeah. in context you have one side people with a very dangerous job that in a sense they have to react based on their intuition and yeah. you know for somebody that's like inexperienced especially you know that intuition isn't like I, I remember you know doing my first knee replacement and hip replacement and you know like five years later like your your intuition is way different than you know that right. first time where you're your hand shaking and you you know you don't know what's right. what and it's like you don't really know the anatomy like you're just like trying to orient yourself you have yeah. no idea what's going on but then after a while you're able to do that almost with your eyes closed so it's like how many of those right. situations have, have some of these people been in when you start to you know really dissect it and how are these body cams um, helping or hurting the situation I would think that they would be helping in a sense because like this has been going on like way before the implementation of those uh, body cams probably to a much greater extent because then nobody would you know really ever know about it could easily be like covered up and you know not really covered in the media but now because media has been democratized and everybody with a camera or a, a smartphone is essentially a journalist can go and uh, and document injustices everywhere then it, it, it starts to it starts to change things but then again it's, it's hard to say like if uh, if that body cam thing didn't exist if that cop that you were bringing up up that was trying to give this guy as many chances as possible. Take your hands out your pocket! Take your hands out your pocket! Because, you know, he didn't want to be the next guy to be uh, painted as like a horrible human being, then, yeah, I mean, it, 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 you don't know, but interesting, yeah. interesting, yeah. Beep boop beep. I must say, I am quite fond of your Station Medicine remix. Darling listeners out there would be wise to tune in. Only here on Anchor. Beep boop beep. Oh, thank you.
Exoskeletons have been a fascination of science fiction such as Star Trek and I wish to go on and the Avengers. All right, everybody, stand down. If you've ever watched Iron Man, played by actor Robert Downey Jr., I'd like to open a new project file. You know that Downey's character slips into an exoskeleton suit, which allows him extraordinary speed and strength to battle Earth's enemies. Yeah, I can fly. Well, in this century, DARPA, which is a legendary and real government agency, invented working exoskeletons for humans. The Warrior Web Project has a goal to create a soft, lightweight undersuit to help reduce injuries and fatigue while improving mission performance. DARPA stands for Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, and it's an arm of the U.S. military. Researchers from Harvard University's Wies Institute have spent the past two years developing a biologically inspired smart suit that aims to boost efficiency through a new approach. A few years ago, DARPA showcased these exoskeletons for the public. As soldiers carried with them normal supplies of weapons and rations, they slipped into the braces of their battery-powered exoskeletons. Then the superpower kicked in. Soldiers acquired the gait and gallop of gazelles combined with the speed of cheetahs. Soldiers could sprint for hours over long distances without becoming tired. Hello, Couch, we should be pretty fucked up right now, but I, I kind of feel great. I feel crazy right now. I feel fantastic! An achievement they never could have attained alone on their own two feet. DARPA continues refining technology behind exoskeletons, but in the meantime, exoskeletons have found their way into the civilian sector. Recently, clinical trials at the NIH and at Duke University yielded astonishing findings, and most importantly, these findings offer hope for children with neuromuscular afflictions and for people with paralysis. At the NIH, trials were targeted for children with cerebral palsy. The neuromuscular condition in which 50% of children stop walking upon reaching adulthood. I was born with cerebral palsy, so I can't walk at all. And using my wheelchair is limiting. I'm very independent spirited. I want to go to college, want to be able to do what everyone else would do without a disability. The NIH's findings were twofold. First, exoskeletons help these children to walk with a straighter posture in the way that they straighten knees and reverse the low crouch typical of cerebral palsy. In addition, these children gained on average 13 degrees in flexibility of their knees. Second, these children were in command of their walking movements as they relied on exoskeletons for support. An analogy would be how children learn to ride a bicycle. Although training wheels offer support, children are in full command of their pedaling and steering. Overall, the hope for children with cerebral palsy is that more children can continue walking upon reaching adulthood and beyond, whether with or without the aid of exoskeletons. Many times in school and with friends, when people want to say, go on a walk or go hang out, you have to navigate so many different things. And then that physical burden becomes social. At Duke University, the trials were targeted for people paralyzed by spinal cord injuries. To be sure, these trials for the paralyzed involved 12 months of much more intensive walking with exoskeletons. In fact, 2,000 training sessions per participant. But these trials also used a brain-machine interface with which patients' thoughts were translated into movements. The team at Duke were surprised by their findings, 
which suggested neurological recovery. Their patients recovered some sensation, regained some voluntary muscular contraction, and reclaimed some command of bowel function. For now, it's uncertain whether these gains are sustainable, that is, whether paralyzed patients can retain the gains once they stop training with the exoskeletons. Only time will tell how much and how soon modern medicine can turn soldiers into super soldiers, children with cerebral palsy into walking 20-somethings, and paralyzed patients into fully healed amblers. I want to be able to not constantly depend on someone. want to have that independence, and so walking would be unbelievable. But these findings are promising. Stay tuned as more findings emerge and as a once imaginary future becomes reality. With Medical News, I'm Big H, and you're listening to Medicine Remix, only on Anchor. Biggest piece of medicine they need. Just remix. Now drop, now drop, now drop, now drop, now drop. Medicine Remix. Good old docs over there at Med Remix, the best station on Anchor. You guys are doing amazingly, and you do some of the best stuff out there. And, uh, well, no, you know what? The best stuff out there, frankly. There's no one else really doing what you guys are doing in general on the internet. Shout out to the Medicine Remix. Shout out to uh, Medicine Remix, who put me on to Anchor. Hi, this is my first call, and I want to say how much I love Medicine Remix. I love all the music you guys select and sample, and how you keep medicine interesting. You know, I really just want to show my gratitude for what you put out on the Medicine Remix show. Because every time that I listen to it, I just get so impressed. I really appreciate you guys putting me in your uh, little intro. That is awesome. I am very appreciative of that because uh, you are my favorite anchor station. Thanks a lot, guys. Love your channel. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm loving it. And uh, yeah, just really appreciate the content. What else can I say? Hey, Medicine Remix. Yvonne here. Uh, still loving your show. Uh, had to call in that the segment about, uh, you know, the nurse and the, the commentary on police brutality and, and all of that. I had goosebumps listening to that segment. Uh, I haven't had goosebumps listening to a segment here on Anchor, but you guys gave it to me. Uh, the way you articulated your views back and forth was unlike anything else. Um, it was logical, it, it was reasonable, um, and you, you made uh, both of those jobs really show, uh, I guess, the stresses that they both face and the challenges, the dynamics that's involved. Um, you know, it sounds really... Uh, unfortunate and sad what happened to that nurse but then you flipped it and you showed the challenges that the police officer faced I think this open discussion back and forth uh, could really take uh, take people forward so you're doing really well yeah yeah you see that whole thing about that 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 nurse that got arrested yeah. for not not drawing blood did you watch the yeah. whole video I yeah. did so, yeah so here's the fucked up thing she was right like, I don't know what the media is saying about it. I don't, I don't know, like, the, like I said, I haven't been keeping up with shit. I, I literally just watched the video, just the, yeah. the, I think it was a police cam, I think. Yeah, it was, it was a body cam. It was a body cam. Yeah, um, and she's, she's fucking holding, like, the hospital policy. 
And she's like, bro, like, here are the fucking three criteria, and uh, we don't have any of these. So unless you arrest that dude or you got a warrant or he consents, this is not happening, right? that you guys agree to with this hospital. The three things that allow us to do that are if you have an electronic warrant, patient consent, or patient under arrest. And neither of those things, the patient can't consent. He told me repeatedly that he doesn't have a warrant and the patient is not under arrest. So I'm just trying to do the, what I'm supposed to do. That's, that's all. So. Okay, so I take it without those in place, I'm not going to get blood. Is that, am, am I fair to surmise that? She's not, she's not being fucking egregious. She's not, no. like, the, the, the fucked up part is, is that, that that officer is a dickhead. Why are you blaming the messenger, sir? She's the one that has told me no. Yeah, but sir, you're making a huge mistake right now. Okay. Like, like you're making a huge mistake because you're threatening it. And I, I don't know him. I don't know what his deal is. He might be a great father, a grandfather. I don't know who the fuck he is. But he's a dickhead, but not a bad guy. Like, I like I'm, I was watching it, and I, I only watched it twice because uh, the first time I was just, like, in my head playing, like, all right, what would I have done or how would I have done this differently? But you could see the frustration on that dude's face for that split second where he enters the screen where he's like, no, that's it. You're done. You're getting arrested. That works. That dude was so mentally weak in the moment. Reactive, just, just completely yeah, reactive. He, he just broke down. And, and it was just a reminder to me that, I mean, I don't know. I, you do your best to vet people for a job, but you, like you can't, it's not for everybody, man. Being a yeah. police officer is not for everybody. Like it's, and not even that it's not for everybody. I think it's for almost nobody, but <laughs> we have a bunch of them. We have a bunch of them, you know? And, and you can't, if you're gonna have this like elite RoboCop force, it's gonna have like five officers in the United States because there's not a lot of people who could do it, you know? Yeah. And it was a weird sort of moment where like, I felt like that dude's a real dickhead, but at the same time, that dude's probably stressed out of his fucking gourd all the time. And now he's gotta deal with this fucking lady who just won't draw blood on this guy who, I don't know even know who the patient was. He might've been a real piece of shit. You know what kind of people come through the emergency room. He might've been a real piece of shit. And he's just like, yeah. who gives a fuck? We know this guy. We see him every two weeks. Fucking draw the blood and let me leave. I got, I got work to do. But, right. but then he says, like, he kept doubling down on his wrong decision. He says at one point, she's coming with me. And if anybody wants to get in my way, I guess he was pointing at somebody. He said, he'll be taking you. And it was like, whoa, this fucking guy, he, he knows it. You could hear, like, he knows he fucked up already. But he's, he doesn't want to show fear. Like, he doesn't want to acknowledge what you were talking about. That, that Like, he, what a fucking different video it would have been if he would have said you, oh, you're coming with me you're under arrest and then like midway goes you know what I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry I overreacted I got no reason to arrest you just want you to know it's very frustrating we know this man we've done this a hundred times with him you know yes he's under the influence okay fine if that's your policy you know we like what a fucking he would have gotten just as much media attention I think in my opinion Maybe not because people like shitty things more than they like happy things, but yeah. or the, the the news does anyway. But like, what a fucking brilliant moment that would have been for people to like sort of mimic that behavior. 
Right. You know, and, and say like, this dude in his moment of fucking complete wrongness and flexing caught himself and was fucking man enough in front of a whole hospital crew to say like, God damn, I overreacted. I overreacted. Like that, I, that, that to me could have been just as powerful as this, as, as it instead was negative. I don't know if I'm making sense, but. No, man, I think that there's a few things that you said that I, I want to like rip off. But one point is information as far as things that, that you learn or whether it's a human being or a, a machine. We are able to learn facts and recognize patterns and do things like that. And we're seeing now how machine learning is starting to very much change life as we know it. Right. Whether it's cars that drive themselves that are going to be putting a lot of people that drive 